Metroid Dread is finally here. You've heard me talk about it for so long, it feels absolutely surreal to say. Whether this is your first ever Metroid game, or you're a veteran of the series over the last 35 years, the Omega Metroid Podcast is the place for you. Hosted by myself, Andy Spiteri, and Code Alaski, Omega Metroid offers definitive rankings, theories and speculations, analysis of games inspired by Metroid, detailed area discussion, and so much more. We invite all Metroid fans, new and old, to take your love of Metroid to the next level with the Omega Metroid Podcast, the best and only weekly Metroid podcast on the internet. The Omega Metroid Podcast releases every Tuesday and is available wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to see you there. See you next mission. show of 2022 and we're happy to be here with you for yet another year of zelda goodness my name is andy spateri joined by allison aletha al how you doing how was your new year how was your christmas uh tell us if santa was good to you and uh <laughs> it's it's nice to be talking to you again yeah a happy new year everybody i'm super excited to start off this this new year with the champions cast um my new year was very okay and mellow if not frustrating we had a a smoke alarm disaster so but that's fixed now and then my christmas was was decent i my secret santa really liked uh or really knew that i liked baby yoda so i got a lot of baby yoda stuff (laughs) oh there you go so yeah Yep, about the same. It was uh, very quiet, very low key, very. Uh, I don't. Know, I I think I said it on this show, but I was like I was like kind of bartering with my family to like not buy gifts for each other just to save money. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm that guy for Christmas. Like I just like I'm like you know what I would rather have in my pocket is like a hundred bucks rather than buy you something. So yeah. uh, <laughs> and and like vice versa. So yeah, yeah it was pretty quiet. We did. So we had Sam's brother-in-law and his girlfriend over for New Year's, right? And uh, his girlfriend is, it isn't really a dog person. Like, she tries, and she's she's super polite about it, but she's not, like, a dog person uh, necessarily. But, dude, they came over at, like, 8.30, and our dog, Link, was, like, crazy the whole night. Like, just barking and jumping and licking and crawling and, like... The whole night, it was so, oh, it was so rough. And, like, this guy eventually passed out at, like, 1.30. So the only one hung over on New Year's Day was our dog from his shenanigans the night before. It was it was nuts. Yikes. Yeah, dogs can be a lot of energy, especially if, maybe, maybe he just knew that she wasn't a dog person and was trying to get her to like him. I think that's exactly it. Dogs can, dogs can tell that, man. Yeah, they, they can. They pick up on your energy, yep. for sure. Um. But yeah, we are we are here. We're starting a new year. Uh, we're creeping closer to episode 200 of the show, which uh, I think we laid down the blueprint for a really fun live stream episode 200 idea that we'll have to uh, work on a little bit further before we can go ahead and announce what we're going to do. But I think it's going to be really fun. Um, and we, I guess before we get going on today's topic, Al, we really should take a second and um, just reflect on 2021, the year that was for this podcast, uh, rather than for Zelda. Because I, I feel like for this last year, um, there were so many people and so many messages that, like, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, on uh, wherever, right? That was just like, hey, thank you for the for the podcast. Uh, great job. You got me to play this game. You got me to play that game. You You convinced me to play Metroid or something like that. And those, uh, those really mean the world. And, and, uh, I really, you know, appreciate every single person that messages and that listens and that left us uh, a review, good or bad. I don't care. Um, I, I really appreciate it all. And I'm sure that you do as well, Al. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, to give you guys, uh, some props and, and a shout out for, uh, for all the great, you know, just for being awesome, just for being the best. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that right off the top and, uh, it was a great year for the show. We, we kind of expanded the team a little bit uh, behind the scenes 
So we've brought in uh, we brought in Lulu, we brought in Adriel, we brought in Jules, and all of them have been awesome and it's just such an integral part of the success of the show. Our guests that uh, that appear alongside us frequently, Corey, Gooey, all of those different guys, all the guests that we had last year. Uh, it was it was just a great year, and uh, I just wanted to say how thankful I am to our listeners, to everybody that helps make this show what it is. Yeah, I I agree. I want to I want to reiterate that. I see all the comments too, and I know I'm not the best at Twitter, but eventually I see the Twitter stuff as well. Um and I do see some of the reviews that Andy sends me and they're always fun to read and I always enjoy the conversations we get in and sometimes the little uh arguments too that we get into I shouldn't say arguments, debates that we get into the Discord channel. I love that. It's so fun to interact with a lot of the listeners and um, I love that we have some regular people on the show and we've had some special guests on the show and it just makes it, it makes it more fun and interesting because, you know, last year we didn't get a lot of Zelda stuff. So we did, and we're going to talk about that, but at the same time, there was a lot of, there was a lot of weeks where we had to, we had to come up with something interesting to talk about. And I, I feel like all of the, all the listeners and all the guests and all the helpers have really made it uh, a pretty successful year. Yep, uh, I absolutely agree. And uh, by the way, uh, I was going to plug this at the end of the show, but by God, I'll just do it right now. To get 2022, still feels weird to say, by the way, hey? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just feels like it was just, uh, I've seen the memes where it was like 2019 blank 2022, <laughs> like, or what, I don't know, it just feels weird. <laughs> but yep. anyways, to get 2022 off to a good start, we are going to be opening up the floodgates to you guys. So we're doing we're doing like a fan Q&A, but kind of in the style of like, tell us what you think is going to happen to the Zelda series in 2022. Um, you know, give us some, some predictions, some insight, and just like ask a regular Zelda question. We'll answer that. We'll, we'll give you our two cents on what uh, your opinions are or what your wants are for Zelda in 2022. And we'll have uh, we'll have a fun and nice Q and A show, so you can do that over on Twitter. Uh, I'll tweet out uh, I'll tweet out something that you guys can answer to. Of course, over on Discord and uh, over on Facebook as well. Let us know what uh, you're thinking about Zelda, what you want us to answer about Zelda in 2022, what you want us to uh, you know, what do we think about your theories about what might happen to this series in the new year, and we will answer that next week. But for this week, Allison. We are going to be reflecting on the year that was and using that to kind of inform the year that is to come. So I guess that we should start with the like the obvious. Uh, last year was the much acclaimed, much much hypothized or much hyped up, rather easy for me to say, uh, 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda, and uh, people were very excited about what that might entail and the possibilities that that could bring. And and I think if you asked your average Zelda fan, they would probably say that they were disappointed by Zelda 35. Uh, yeah. w- would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think it got to about, man, it wasn't even like the full year. It was just June and everybody just knew that we were not going to get like a super, you know, anniversary kind of bundle. But... It, I kind of it's kind of Nintendo's own fault because they had given us all this Mario goodies for their 35th anniversary and so we right. kind of were expecting and um and like we've talked about it through throughout the year like why it's possible that they didn't give us any kind of Zelda 35th anniversary kind of anything except for the game and watch um and that might have been the focus being on Metroid Dread and other games but yeah, I would agree that everybody was so hyped. Everybody had all these theories about what we would get, um, all these ports that w- they thought we would be getting, and and really all they said in the vein of the 35th anniversary. This isn't including any of the other Zelda stuff we got. Was the Game and Watch, and so yeah, it was it was kind of like a oh uh, okay uh, I guess. So I have two theories about why Zelda fans were kind of like bummed out about Zelda 35. And I'm going to give you the first now, and I'm going to save the other theory until we actually get there. But, and I know that we have done our best to not talk about this on this show because Lord knows you hear about it everywhere else in the world. But I think that the theory 
My one theory about why so many people were disappointed for Zelda 35 is COVID-19. And to extrapolate on that, I think that if you look at 2020 and 2021, those were the two weakest years, I, I think, pretty easily for the Switch release calendar. Um, yeah. 2020 had Age of Calamity, it had Paper Mario, and uh, I can't think of anything else really spectacular off the top of my head. 2021 had Metro Dread, it had new Pokemon Snap, um, and it had, I guess, the new the new Pokemon game. But even that, I feel like, is being overshadowed by the upcoming Arceus game. Um, yeah. So, I think it's fair to say that COVID absolutely impacted those years, particularly 2020. Um, because one of the games that we did get for 2020 was the uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So part of me feels like COVID is kind of to blame for this because I feel like because everything got pushed back in 2020, I'm assuming everything got pushed back or a lot of games got delayed. Like maybe we would have seen Breath of the Wild 2 in 2020. Maybe we would have seen Splatoon 3 or like some of those other games a little bit earlier than we actually did in 2020. But I think that because COVID happened, um, Nintendo was like, man, we really don't have a lot going on here. So, like, let's let's really promote the 35th anniversary of Super Mario because, like, there ain't much else to, to promote for yep. the Nintendo Switch this year. Yep. And, and I think that... Now, don't get me wrong. I think that they were always going to release 3D All-Stars, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that a lot of the hoopla that went into the 35th anniversary was really highlighted and augmented because a, a lot of these other games weren't available or they weren't ready to be shown. And so I think that uh, because of COVID, um, the Super Mario 35th anniversary was, was a much bigger deal than maybe it was originally intended to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that for 2021, when, you know, I mean, COVID is certainly not over, um, but, you know, at least we're, we're learning to live with it uh, a little bit better uh, as well as we can anyways. So I, I think that because at least now it seems like more, more gears are on track and, and everything's kind of adjusting a little bit more. Now it's kind of back to a quote unquote normal where like, okay, now we know that we have all this stuff coming out in 2022. We didn't have the most stacked 2021, but, um, you know, we did we did get a few solid games out. But I, I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe they just rained back on the Zelda. Or maybe they didn't rain back at all, actually, on Zelda 35. They just really amped up Mario 35. Does that, does that make sense at all, or am I just rambling? No, I get it. Because, like, if you think about it, maybe if it if they hadn't had put so much marketing into it, it would have just been at the same level as, like, here's a Zelda game and watch Happy 30th right. Anniversary. Yeah. So, I get that. I think that makes sense. Um, we all know that COVID has, you know, put a pause to a lot of things in the world, and definitely the video game industry. Um I can think of at least three big name uh, games coming out from Nintendo this year for 2022. So um, I can see that we're getting we're getting some stuff picked up. And just because we didn't get anything for the 35th anniversary doesn't mean that there isn't something down the road. We got another five years, and that's the 40th. And I feel like that's a bigger deal. Oh, definitely. By the way, also uh, you just mentioned, but they Nintendo kicked off 2021 with. Uh new what was it? mario 3d oh god mario world 3d bowser's fury or whatever the hell oh, it was called yeah. and that was that was part of the mario 35th anniversary too even though you know the clock had turned to 2021 so never say never yep true story um but yeah that that's my working theory is that uh zelda 35 always went the way that it was supposed to and mario 35 was just kind of you know turned up a notch and i mean let's not kid ourselves too mario is you know, he's, that's, that's the series. That's the biggest series for Nintendo. I mean, you could maybe argue Pokemon is, is bigger. Certainly it, it is in terms of like merchandise and stuff like that. But you know, Mario is what got Nintendo to the dance. So Truth, I, yeah. I also don't feel like, I don't feel like really awful that Mario 35 was celebrated a little bit, uh, a little bit more heavily than Zelda 35. But that being said, um, I do have another theory about why fans don't, look back on this year all that fondly but we should actually get to the year that was in 2021 because 
I actually, I don't think it's, I don't think it was that bad. And uh, I'm going to put my Metroid fan hat on here and just <laughs> say to all you Zelda fans, okay, yes, I know that we got Metroid Dread this year, but I mean, I'm looking at all the Zelda content that came out in 2021 and like there was one, there was Metroid Dread that came out in 2021 and that was it. Okay. That was all. And for the five years before that, there was nothing. And for the 10 years before 2017, when Samus Returns came out, there was nothing. So, you know, maybe it wasn't exactly the year that we Zelda fans wanted, but there was still a lot to celebrate here. So let's, let's kind of go down the list and, and talk about some of these happenings from, um, from 2021. And Al, you can cut me off and interject anytime that you feel like here, but let's get going. <laughs> All right. So we kicked off the year with the first DLC for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. This was called Pulse of the Ancients. We did a full show on this. I actually look back on this DLC quite fondly, actually. It, it was uh it was quite fun, I thought. You had the skill tree, which was really fun. You had the the battle tested guardian who was he was kind of like a lame character, but but I don't know, just weird enough that it kind of felt uh I don't know, it felt fresh and just unique to me. Yeah. Um, And you got the new weapon for Zelda with the Master Cycle, which I thought was really fun. So I I thought that there was actually a lot to to like about this this DLC. Um, I kind of soured on the DLC as we went forward, but for this one, I I thought that this was a really strong offering, actually. Yeah, and I I remember when we talked about the second wave that I kind of said, I wish this one had been the second wave because it did have... It, by the time the second wave came out, we had already guessed everything that was going to come, and the content just wasn't, it just wasn't um, something so, like, deserved the hype of the second wave of DLC, you know what I mean? Like, it just, mm-hmm, it just yeah. wasn't very deserving of the spot. But the first one was actually pretty decent. Um, like you said, the, the Guardian, he was just kind of, like, a, a surprise, a surprise enough that it was a cool character ad, and nobody was guessing that, so... Um, I thought that was interesting and fun. I also really liked the Master Cycle. Nobody guessed that Zelda was going to be riding around the Master Cycle as a weapon. And then the the Guardian Flail, too, was really cool. I enjoyed that weapon oh, a yeah. lot. Um, and then, the, yeah, the skill tree made it a little bit more uh, fun to get back into playing all the levels again, kind of trying to gather all the things so you could get up to that 100%. And, yeah, I just it just felt a little bit more substantial. And when it came out in June, we're like, yeah, this is a good addition. It got us back into the game six months later. And, you know, it just, it was, it was good enough. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I thought that it was the skill tree, I think really stuck out to me is just kind of like lending purpose to the game, which, which I like Um, that, you know, that's forever been my biggest complaint about the first Hyrule Warriors is that like, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of like purpose behind it. So I really enjoyed that addition to uh to age of calamity but um yeah i I thought that this was an incredibly solid release kind of to get us going for the year um actually we should also mention too that we skipped over i want to say it was in march maybe february or march uh we had a nintendo direct which was awesome a lot of fun and skyward sword hd was finally announced now we had hypothesized uh forever that Nintendo were going to release Skyward Sword HD for the Nintendo Switch to commemorate the 10-year anniversary. And uh, lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was like a huge shock, but it was still very, very much welcome. And I guess we should just fast forward to when the game comes out. It comes out in, uh, in July or August, one of the two. And, I, you know, I really feel like this game did get a second chance. I saw a lot of people play it for the first time. A lot of people really receptive to it. You know, the people that weren't on board with Skyward Sword HD, I don't think we're ever going to be. And there certainly wasn't enough changes in the game to, you know, to make people that, that didn't have a high opinion of it kind of change their minds. Um, however, I, I really enjoyed playing Skyward Sword again, uh, especially on the Switch, especially portable. That's pretty much how I play my Switch all the time now. It's just like upstairs, kind of on the couch or, or in bed or whatever. So I really loved the um, the uh, the button controls. I think that they were totally awesome. Um, I do remember us not knowing about the the dual analog camera and like 18 people in the first hour of our show releasing. We're like, hey, goof! This is how you you turn oh, the camera. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know this was really the big release 
for Zelda for this year. And I think that, uh, you know, you and I are big Skyward Sword fans. We're very big apologists for Skyward Sword for a long time. Yeah. Um, so it was it was rewarding, I feel like, to have this out and in the in the hands of, of new players. Yeah, I agree. I um I remember seeing the announcement. I'm pretty sure I was at work um and I was like in my office and trying to like watch it and pretend to work at the same time. And uh, <laughs> and I just remember, you know, seeing and hearing the music and I was so excited and I was like, "Yes, finally." Because you know, these people are so good at their jobs, whether it's like, you know, the video game industry or the movie industry. At so, they're so good at telling us, like, we don't have plans to do that. Or what are you talking about? There's no such yeah. idea. And uh, it's just fun to see that and be you kind of get that thought like, oh, I guess this might not really be a thing. And then it happens and you're like, oh, yes. So you have that a little bit more excitement, even though you were kind of anticipating it. So I had that moment. Um, and I... I personally really liked um, playing. I I personally really like playing it with the uh, motion controls, and I figured I thought the Joy-Con would be perfect for that. I've been saying that for years, and it holds true. It's very, uh, it's much more free moving than when you have the the Wii remote and the nunchuck. Um, we played it at the ZD Marathon last year, and kind of instead of racing like we normally do, we highlighted. Um, the game and the improvements and the story. We actually watched the story, which it's been a long time since we've done that at the marathon. So it, we kind of did a celebration for it last year. And I really like that because as fun as, as it is to speedrun Skyward Sword, it's also just so much more magical to en- enjoy the story and um, get back into that adventure, the music, the the just the complete fantasy feel of it it's such a good game and i i really like that it got it's like it's second chance with especially a newer audience that came on with breath of the wild i i i don't really know uh how a lot of people felt about it if they just came on with breath of the wild but i really hope they liked it (laughs) i i think so um the game has already sold more than it did on the wii in its entire lifespan, there and it's go. been uh, like six months. So I mean, that's if nothing else, that's encouraging, right? Exactly. Yes. So yeah, I, I was uh, that was a highlight for me. Just kind of you know because you want you want other people to like your favorite Zelda game. I feel like right. Like, yeah, exactly. As much as it's kind of nice to like have that that game and it's yours, and you kind of see something in it that no one else does. It does. It's also cool like when people are like, you know what, you're right. This game is awesome, and and this game is a lot of fun. And and I still do think like if you're if you're judging Skyward Sword on on sort of the traditional metrics that you would judge a Zelda game on, we're talking dungeons, we're talking music, we're talking story, we're talking you know uh, controls or like the gimmick of the game. I, I think that it ranks quite highly among you know every other Zelda game. So yeah, it was good to see that this game kind of came out and served as Zelda's big tentpole for uh, for the year that was. Um, let's kind of jump around uh, here, and we'll get to the the big one that everybody wants to talk about at the end. But uh, we also had the Zelda Game and Watch come out, as you mentioned earlier, and uh, I posted a review of this on ZeldaDungeon.net. Uh, our pals over at Nintendo Canada were were gracious enough to send one my way, and so I played I played the system. I played um, the original Zelda, the Adventure of Link, and I played the original Link's Awakening, and uh, you know what? This was a really, really cool collector's item. You know, obviously, I think the the gist of my review is that if you if you were looking to just play these three games, obviously this isn't the way that you wanna you wanna go, right? Like you could you could play all three of these games in much more accessible, much more modernized way. Particularly the NES titles. Um, you could play both of them on your Nintendo Switch. There's really not a great reason to play the original Link's Awakening when Link's Awakening DX is available on the 3DS for like five bucks. You've got the Link's Awakening remake on the Switch, uh, which is fantastic. So if you're if you're looking to get this system to play the games, I mean, it's not worth it. But if you're looking at the system as a really sleek, really cool collector's uh, item, as I kind of was, uh, it was great. And I thought that it was a, you know, I've, I've never been like a, a big Game & Watch guy. And Nintendo has released Game & Watch systems before to kind of commemorate anniversaries and stuff like that i'm pretty sure there's a mario one somewhere out in the wild so i I wasn't like 
over the moon excited for this. And I feel like it's probably fair to say that, you know, a lot of Zelda fans weren't. But for what it is, I, I think that this is a really cool collector item. And I'm and I'm glad that we got it. Like, I'd rather have this rather than nothing, right? Yeah, I can agree with that. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Like, I saw it and I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll pre-order it. And I did, mostly because... I always worry about scalpers. I always worry about the, you know, the demand and the stock that any store will have, especially coming from when I started doing pre-orders with Zelda, it was during Majora's Mask 3D, and that was just a giant cluster. So I always get a pre-order, but as soon as I got it in my hand, I saw it everywhere in stores. So yeah. <laughs> I was kind of a little miffed by that. But, um, yeah, I mostly just wanted it for the collector's value. I collect a lot of Zelda merchandise and things, um, the books, the amiibo, the ga- the games, obviously. But um, I'm going to be totally honest, I haven't opened it. It's just, it's more of, it's for me, it's more of a piece to have about something that I love. It's connected to the 35th anniversary. Um, I know that if I want to play <laughs> Adventure of Link, I'm going to play it on the Switch. So <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. I just, I think it is a cool item and it's cool to have. And, um, you know, maybe someday when my collection goes to somebody else, it'll be a super awesome uh, item that's maybe worth a little bit more. I don't know how all that works, but yeah, I just, it's just something. You know, you could use it as an alarm clock if you wanted, Al. <laughs> you could wake up to Adventure of Link every day. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 let me correct myself. You could wake up to the original Zelda every day. Okay, there's well... a gimmick in, there's a gimmick here where like, you're playing um, the adventure of Link, and it's just kind of like I don't know what it's supposed to be to be honest. It's like a stopwatch, but you can just fight enemies. But if you stop moving, Link just like automatically starts moving for you, which oh. is, like he actually does way better. The computer does way better against the enemies than I do. Oh so my I was gosh. like, okay, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, yeah, it's just a cool thing to have. So I mean, if you didn't get your hands on it, don't worry. I've seen it everywhere, Best Buy. Um, uh, everybody doesn't have Fred Meyer, but that's where I've been seeing it the most. And yeah, it's just a neat thing. Um, you know what? I was thinking that maybe that maybe we jump around here and get to Breath of the Wild two last, Al. Okay. But maybe we should get there now because I do feel oh. like this year was kind of a mountain, and then like E three was the peak, and then after that there were some other things that kind of contributed to Zelda fans just being like, ugh, for the rest of the year. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you the second part of my theory right now. So the big thing, the biggest piece of news, I think, for all Zelda fans is that we finally, finally, finally saw Breath of the Wild 2 at E3. However, we didn't get a title. We got a flimsy release date and we... Uh, I, I mean, we got sizzle reel footage, and I know that I've complained about it before, but I think that this is kind of what contributed to the bad taste that Zelda fans have in their mouth for Zelda 35. So obviously we know about my theory about Mario 35, but I think that this is really where it really kind of was just like, all right, well, well, this is it. Like this E3 kind of felt like the big showcase for... Breath of the Wild 2, and what we got was so small and so, like, I I don't know, inconsequential that it just, it felt like nothing to me. Um, You know, I I think I coined the phrase, like, I I was ready to eat, and uh, I was not full by by that little appetizer that we got from Breath of the Wild 2. So, and I don't think I was alone. I really don't. And if you were satisfied by the trailer that was shown, then that's awesome, but, like, it was really, after two years, it was about a minute's worth of footage, and a lot of it looked really similar to Breath of the Wild, and, and yes, of course it's going to, it's the sequel, but I think what I was expecting, and maybe what a lot of other people were expecting, was to find out like what the big hook of this game is, and maybe the big hook is that you're going to be flying around a lot more, and that a lot of Hyrule is, is up in the sky, and and I don't know. It just, it felt a little bit lacking to me, this reveal. And I think that once we got this reveal, and you said correctly earlier, this was like, this was it, right? Like if you were going to have, at E3 was the time to show off other Zelda stuff if they were going to come out this year. A lot of people were really hoping for 
Twilight Princess and for Wind Waker to be ported to Switch. And if they were going to happen and release in 2021, it probably would have happened at E3, but it didn't. Um, some people were hoping for an Oracle remake, which I don't think was ever realistic, but a lot of people were. And if, if that was ever in the cards, releasing in 2021 to commemorate the 35th anniversary of Zelda, it was going to happen at E3, and it didn't. And, and really... Not a lot of stuff for Zelda did happen at E3. We got some footage of Skyward Sword HD, which, you know, was kind of a game that Zelda fans were iffy on to begin with. And then you got this really sample-sized trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. And then a few other things in the year happened, and I feel like it just kind of snowballed and went down from there. But I think that you can directly point to COVID amplifying Mario 35 and this trailer that really showed nothing. Like, I think if we would have got a title, that would have been something. I think that would have been enough, but we didn't, and I think that a lot of Zelda fans were just like, okay, like, give us, give us more, and more was not incoming, so I, you kind of push back about my uh, feelings about the trailer when it happened, Al. How do you feel now, like, six months later? I think that I can understand what you mean by snowballing, like, um, that was kind of the peak, um, aside from, you know, Skyward Sword HD coming out a month later, but... That's that's not like a a new Zelda game. That was just um it was just something that kind of tied us over. And while I was excited about it, it doesn't mean everybody was excited about it. Some there's a lot of people who don't care for Skyward Sword just because they don't care for Sky, Skyward Sword and they were just like, "Oh, okay, well I want to hear about Breath of the Wild too. Why are you why are you giving me the, I don't want this." You know what I mean? So, I personally mm -hmm. when the trailer when I saw the trailer, I thought it was I I was very understanding. I thought it was good enough. I thought if I were in the brains of the people who needed to market this game, I'm thinking we haven't seen anything from it for two years. I'm thinking we got to give them a little bit of tidbit, a little bit of new, a little bit of something to kind of remind them that this is coming, you know, remind them of the theories that they have and kind of just give them a little taste of what is to come next year. Obviously, they're going to market the heck out of it this year, right? So I, I felt like it made sense business-wise, especially considering COVID and how much they probably weren't able to work on it in the last two years. So to me, it made sense. But when you consider that that was the peak in June for Zelda for the entire the rest of the year, um, it, it, does, it does kind of like put a sour taste in your mouth where you're just kind of like, oh, like I had to go wait a whole six months. And after just that little tiny teaser... And they kind of said that they were going to show more stuff later in the year, and they didn't. So that was another kind of disappointment. I'm not saying that well, I'm like... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think they said that at the Nintendo Direct, where they originally announced um, Skyward Sword HD. So technically, they did show Breath of the Wild 2. I, I think, this I was think actually, that, that's correct. This was in an, in an interview after the teaser was released. They said oh, that okay. they were going to show more. They said they would. they had more to show later this year. 2021 right, well, slap me down i, I apologize <laughs> um well i know that was like a lot of people's driving force for the game awards um i i pretty much didn't think that there was a lot that was going to happen at the game awards but i had that that interview in the back of my brain so i kind of hoped that there would be but yeah right. like um i'm not saying i'm mad at nintendo or anything like that i'm just kind of a really big zelda fan that's a little a little disappointed from the back end of last year so, from the precipice of E3, and when I say things snowballed, there was, uh, maybe it was just that everybody was so exasperated and wanting a little bit more, but let's let's kind of go through the list here, because you have Skyward Sword HD that comes out a month later, but there is a big uproar because there is uh, features in the game that are locked behind Amiibo. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that. And. And that was unfortunate because that should have absolutely been something included in the base game. Yeah. And I felt, it's it's weird to say I felt bad for Skyward Sword, but like I, I did because the original Wii release had all this like other stuff that wasn't in the actual game itself that kind of held it back. Like you needed the, you needed the, the new Wii mote with the motion plus in it to play it. You needed all these gimmicks to, you know, stuff that was kind of beyond the base game's control. You had the disastrous E3 reveal. And then in this game, you've got something else silly kind of taking attention away from the actual in-game product, which is this Zelda Loftwing amiibo, which is probably the best amiibo that Nintendo's ever released, by the way. But having an ability hidden behind that. And then 
you get this Zelda game watch coming out and then you have a lot of people like us that are just like, well, oh, well, you know, this isn't really, you know, this isn't really our cup of tea. Um, and then you have the second batch of age of calamity DLC come out guardian of remembrance. And I, I don't know that anyone that I've talked to enjoyed this. I, I feel like this DLC just kind of laid a big egg in terms of its characterization, in terms of the actual levels, in terms of basically everything about it. And then you have what really should be an absolute joyous occasion. You get the best game that has ever been created, that's ever existed, Ocarina of Time. You get it on your Nintendo Switch. But it is hidden behind the N64 expansion pass, which, as we know, is a lot more money than a lot of people wanted to pay for it. And you have all that negative energy kind of around it. So you have... Bam, Skyward Sword HD with this Amiibo fiasco. You have this Zelda game of watch that no one is really thrilled about. You have this lame duck second batch of DLC for Age of Calamity. And then you have um, Ocarina of Time coming to the, the Nintendo Switch, but you have to purchase a, you know, a $60 expansion pass to play it. So when I say snowball, there were all these awesome things that happened, but there was kind of like this baggage attached to almost every single one of them, making it maybe a little bit less than what they could have been. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's kind of what I mean by like the back end of 2021. All these things happened. I really was excited about Skyward Sword HD. I really was excited about the N64 expansion to the uh, Switch Online. I was excited about the second DLC for Age of Calamity. But there's so many things that kind of went wrong with them. Um, and... Uh, like, I wasn't one of those people that was mad about the DLC, um, or I'm sorry, the, um, the having the content locked behind the Amiibo, or I wasn't even mad about the price of the Switch online. I thought it made sense um, in right. my brain, considering we live in a subscription world now. So I wasn't mad about those things, but that doesn't mean that there isn't, like, a negative vibe about them, especially when you're on Twitter and you're seeing yeah. all the negativity about it. So... Yes, it did kind of like it did kind of dampen your spirits as a Zelda fan the last six months of 2021. I would agree, and, and you know what? Like, I feel like we're kind of coming off a little bit spoiled here. You know, like I yeah. mentioned at the top, <laughs> hey, there was there's you know there's never Metroid stuff, right? And like there's there's tons of series out there that are just absolutely withering and dying. Yeah. So you know, we we did have a lot of content released for Zelda in this 35th year. They're just there, there's no denying that, you know, it, it did fall below Zelda fans' expectations, and some of it was fair, some of it was not fair, um, but I think that's just kind of where we got to and how we got there. Uh, it's worth noting, too, actually, we left this out, but Legend of Zelda and Black Milk Clothing had a uh, collaboration. Our friends over at Zelda Universe actually just picked up some of this clothing and did a review on it, uh, so go and check that out if you're interested in that. Had, Am I? I'm like a hundred years old now, so like have, I've never heard of black milk clothing. Have, did you ever hear of that before, or had you? No, I'm not. I'm not privy to bands, uh, brands, and all that kind of stuff that goes on with clothing. So I had no idea who they were. Yeah, me neither. I, uh, I, I like saw a shirt at Winners, and I was like, "This will do." That's how I do my shopping. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> this is fine. I mean, we um, got a we got a box lunch <laughs> at our mall, so like I go in there and I'm like, oh, look at all this really cool nerd merch, and they have a Zelda shirt in the back. It's awesome, you know. That's 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 what I see. I I don't even look at who makes them. Wait, what was the store? It's called Box Lunch, or yeah, Box Lunch. It's a really cool. Uh, I I've seen it mostly online, but we actually got one in our mall recently. Oh, there and you it's go. like it's got all sorts of stuff for all these different kind of fandoms. It's awesome. Um, what's that nerd store with, like, has all the t-shirts and stuff like that? Uh, oh, geez. Has, like, a bunch of wrestling t-shirts and, like, um... Wrestling? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, like, wrestling t-shirts, but also, like, anime t-shirts, and I think they have band t-shirts and stuff. Oh, maybe Hot Topic? Hot Topic! Okay. There it is. I didn't know they had yeah. wrestling, but that's cool. Yeah, I, I told you, I'm, like, 100 years old. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Hot Hot Topic, that's a, that's a neat little store. But, uh, yeah, so Black Milk Clothing came out, so that was kind of cool. So, like, you know, looking at this list, you know, we have two DLCs for Age of Calamity. We have uh, Skyward Sword finally releasing and 
going on to, you know, pretty, I don't want to say great acclaim, but acclaim in selling really well. Um, you had Ocarina of Time gracing our Nintendo Switches, as well as a bunch of other N64 classics, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm playing Paper Mario as we speak. Um, you had this Black Milk clothing line come out. You had this really cool collectible, the Zelda Game & Watch. And you know what? It may not have been exactly what we wanted, but at least we did see Breath of the Wild 2. So, like, I, you know, as much as a lot of fans are going to say, like, this was kind of a, I don't know, a letdown year for Zelda... I think that it still was a pretty strong year, all in all, all things considered. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, like you said at the beginning of the show, you we could be like Metroid fans and have only gotten the one thing, or in the last five years, gotten nothing. And I kind of feel like Nintendo doesn't let a year go by without giving us some sort of Zelda content, which I'm extremely yeah. grateful for. Because I, I honestly, like, I don't even think we could do this show <laughs> if they weren't constantly giving us something. So... You know, was 2020... Definitively ranking Ocarina of Time for the fourth time. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean. But, like, were 2020 and 2021 not the strongest year for uh, Zelda fans or video games in general? Yes, I agree. And COVID has put a pretty big damper on a lot of the things that we like. It's it's caused some negativity with the things that we did get. Like, I, I 100% can see that. So, going into 2022... You know, I'm super excited knowing what we're going to get, but also, you know, contemplating what else we could get in this year or the coming years. You know why? You know why you were the best, Allison, is because you serve me these softballs that I can just hit out of the park for segues. Yeah. Great stuff. Great (laughs) stuff. All right. So let's focus on the year that is to be, the year that we have now just entered. 2022 and uh obviously the big topic for 2022 is breath of the wild 2 so let's save that for last and let's get to some other stuff that uh could be might be and might not be and actually i want to start off with something that might not be so i read that nintendo is now not pursuing any more mobile games and i forever was like a big proponent of like give zelda a mobile game and every year i've been saying like this is the year that Zelda needs has a mobile game come out. You could do a little Dungeon Maker. You could do a little Short Adventure. You could do a little, you know, you could port Phantom Hourglass to mobile. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. But apparently they're getting out of that game. So that is uh, disappointing to me and something that I guess we will not see anymore um, going into the new year. And I feel like it's too bad that we never got, you know, it, that we never got uh, that Zelda... That Zelda mobile game, because I, I think that it could have been really good. I mean, like, you look at some of the other mobile games that they have, Super Mar- or, uh, Super Mario Run, you have Fire Emblem, uh, what's it called? Fire Emblem Heroes? Heroes. Yeah. Um, even the Dr. Mario game was really fun while it lasted. Um, I, I think that there was room there for a really fun, you know, a really fun game. But I do think that, uh, you know, the the intent of dropping out of the mobile world is, is probably, I can understand why they did. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but it does make sense. What I read where they say that Nintendo is kind of against microtransactions to, to fuel their games. And when you look at super Mario run, that seems to make sense since they charge a premium for that game. And Mm -hmm. I think that you mostly just had what was in that game, but I don't know if it's true or not, but either way they're out of the mobile game and uh, that's too bad to me. I mean, um, I had a thought until you said that they don't like charging for, like, you know, to continue games. And I am totally behind that because I play Pokemon Go and I play Harry Potter. Uh, it's like Puzzles and Magic or something. It's a match three game. You play that new Pikmin game, by the way? No, but I will get to that. Uh, I Like, I play those two games exclusively on mobile. And it's so, so, so tempting to put money into it because I'm like, oh, God, I just need another heart or I need another move so i can defeat this puzzle or i need another pokeball because i'm out of pokeballs and i need to catch this dang new year's pikachu or whatever you know what i mean so like i i'm like glad that nintendo kind of has that point of view but i'm gonna be really honest i didn't know that i didn't really think that nintendo had a lot of mobile games to begin with i know they had that me one um they had 
the Animal Crossing one, and these are the ones that I could think of off the top of my head, and the Pikmin one, which I didn't play, but my good friend Skip plays, and she's got little Pikmin running around, and she sends me pictures of them and says she names them after people from the ZD group, and I think it's cute. Um, but I, I kind of felt like when I was thinking of just those three, besides the other ones that you mentioned, and I was like, oh yeah, those exist too. It feels like they didn't even really try in the mobile game area and so that now they're not going to continue i'm not too sure like it 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 kind of feels to me like they didn't have a big enough um like bump in the mobile industry and now they're just kind of like yeah we're gonna call it quits does that make sense yeah uh, well yes and no because i i think that like pokemon go is like incredibly successful but i i think that you have to uh like judge that one differently because it's by the pokemon company which nintendo is like uh not sole owner of you know what i mean so i I don't know that the other nintendo games have achieved like great success but i mean who knows but uh i I think that that is just like a thing to me that is a little bit disappointing and and something that i just wanted to quickly bring up um as something you know that we won't see in 2022 but something that we will see in 2022 we know for sure is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask coming to our Nintendo Switch Online. Of course, yes, you have to have the beleaguered N64 expansion pass for that. You're going to have to pay a little bit for that. But it is coming, and uh, I'm really excited about that. I, I think I think it's going to be hard to go back and play the N64 version after playing the um, 3DS version. And to be honest, it, it's even hard to go back and play Ocarina of Time after playing the you know, Ocarina of Time 3D. But um, I'm really excited that this is going to be, you know, on my Switch. Like I said, I love just being able to play wherever. And uh, I haven't fired up my 3DS in quite some time. Like, the Switch is kind of my system to do everything and anything on. Mm -hmm. So the more games that can come to that one system, uh, the better in my book. So this is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, um, I actually don't have a problem going back to the 64 version of Majora's Mask. I prefer it just because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that it does that the 3D version doesn't. So I'm totally excited for it, um, and like I'm I'm down for that. But I kind of agree with you about the fact that I do a lot of my stuff on the Switch. I pulled out my uh, I have a 2DS, but I pulled out my 2DS for the first time since the marathon. Like, that's the only other time I used it in the year to play A Link Between Worlds because I, like, I, I wanted to play it for Christmas time. and right. But that was it. And I was kind of like, man, it would be really nice if this was on the Switch so I could just play it on the Switch, you know, instead of, like, going and digging in a drawer for my 2DS. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited that uh, a lot of these games are coming to the Switch, and I kind of hope that they keep doing that with ports at least. Um, just it... I mean, it doesn't have to be remade or anything. I just kind of like that the Switch is my home system for Zelda now. It used to be the Wii U, but yeah, Switch is getting a lot of Zelda content. All right, well, one thing that the Switch is missing, and one thing that would complete the Switch, by God, is if the much-rumored, forever-rumored, it seems, Game Boy Advance expansion finally came to Nintendo Switch. And I I do think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, people were complaining about the price of the N64 expansion, and people were complaining about the price of the, you know, like the Nintendo Switch Online when it first launched as well. But over time, Nintendo kind of upgraded that to the point where it made that price seem a lot more attractive. They added in, you know, the extra features. They added in rewind save states, blah, blah, blah. But then they added in the SNES games, and they continually... I mean, they haven't updated as much as they should. There are a ton of SNES games that are missing from that collection. Um, but they, you know, they did pump out some new games and, and make that a little bit more attractive. And I, and I think that if they were to include Game Boy Advance games, that would be that would be something that I think would make that pill of 60 bucks for the expansion pass a lot easier to swallow for a lot of people. And, and I think that if you were to do that, it's almost a no-brainer that Minish Cap is going to be included among those Game Boy Advance games that would come to Nintendo Switch Online. I think that you have a handful of, like, slam dunk games. Um, You probably have Minish Cap, for sure. You probably have the two Metroid games, for sure. Um, You probably have Super Mario Advance, for sure. Um, You know, even that right there 
is a really strong lineup of games. And then you could get the other kind of like less celebrated, but uh, still really popular Game Boy Advance games. Maybe you could get Golden Sun. Maybe you could get Advance Wars. Um, so there's there's a lot to mine from the Game Boy Advance uh, library. But I think that uh, if it came, Minish Cap is almost a slam dunk. And that would be so awesome to be able to play that game on Nintendo Switch. So I'm, I'm really hoping that that happens. I mean, yeah, that would be super cool. Um, again, that would just put another game on my Switch to be my home Zelda station. But, you know, like, if they're just going to... If they do bring out the, the uh, Game Boy Advance kind of, uh, you know, um, system to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, God, I just had a total mind blank there. But, <laughs> like, why stop there? Like, bring us the DS, bring us, like the the Wii because you got the you got the Joy Cons they work virtually the same if not better so I mean just keep it coming that I, that's what I say and I agree that it would make the Nintendo Switch Online price a little bit easier to go with because I know that was the biggest argument I saw on Twitter when I was kind of like in that in that sphere of all the people saying how much they didn't like that price was that the content was not worth it and in my right. brain I was just kind of like okay then just don't get it you know no big deal but I can see that being a little bit better for those people that were like, no, that price is not worth only N64 games and Sega games and so forth. But if they keep adding to the the system as a whole and continue to give us, you know, basically a port to all these other system, Nintendo systems and making these games more accessible, then yeah, go for it. That's a good business deal in my opinion. Um, you know what actually would be really cool as well? Um, would be the possibility of getting Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast games as well on Nintendo Switch Online. And and I know that like conventional wisdom says that because Sega Genesis is included in the N64 expansion pass, that's that's kind of a big reason why it's a lot more expensive, just to make sure that like Sega was taken care of. But um I don't know. I, I, I think that there's like a ton of really cool video games that I never really got to experience because I wasn't a Sega guy. Um, on those platforms as well, like Panzer Dragoon Saga or Virtua Fighter or like it, Skies of Arcadia, any collection of, of games on those systems uh, would be really, really cool to see, you know, ported over potentially to uh, to the NSO. And maybe it would cost more, but uh, who knows? That would be really cool. But Game Boy Advance games, I think, is something that uh, it's is... Likely. I don't want to say likely. I don't want to say likely, but I I don't think it's like impossible you know yeah i think it could happen but let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about for 2022 breath of the wild 2 so i have a question for you al because you teed this up earlier and i was gonna jump on it then but i saved it until now (laughs) you said earlier that nintendo releases a zelda game or tries to release a zelda game almost every year and if we look back that statement is absolutely true i think that there wasn't one in 2018 but there is the Champions Ballad, which more or less counts. Yeah. Um, and if you go on that metric, I think that there's been a Zelda game every year since like 2010. So my question is, if we do not get Breath of the Wild 2 in 2022, what do we get? I mean... Because I'm not convinced that this game comes out this year. Really? I'm not convinced. Nope. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm well, gonna, oh, let I'm... me walk you through this. Let okay. me walk you through my, my line of thought and then I'll turn it back over to you. So we're in January. Okay. We don't know what this game is called. We don't know what the idea is. We don't know what the gimmick is. We don't, we don't know anything about this game other than the collective three minutes of trailer footage that we've seen from the last two years. We know nothing about this game. So obviously we know that it needs to have a big unveiling. And it could potentially happen in a February Nintendo Direct. But if you ask yourself the question, do you see that being very likely that this game is really unveiled in February versus like E3 when, when the world is watching? What do you think is more likely? I, I I think I've said this on the show before, but this just makes total sense in my brain is you unveil it in a Direct and then you highlight it at E3. So you unveil the name, you, I don't think you're going to give the date yet, but you would give the name, you would kind of give a tiny bit of story premise, and you'd be like, all right, it's happening. And then at E3, that's when you 
bring out the big guns just like they did for breath of the wild in 2016 i believe it was um and just make a huge deal of it show a lot more of the game mechanics and then give us our release date which i think is going to be holiday season okay 2022 okay i can support that theory and i think that it's possible but i think that i think that the big unveiling of this game is going to be e3 e3 takes place in june so let's say that this game comes out in um let's say november let's say late november black friday 2022 you have five months to market this game and granted this game probably doesn't need to be marketed uh, you know that heavily because it's going to sell itself based on the fact that it's the sequel to one of the greatest games of all time but you still need to market it and you're not leaving yourself with a ton of time. And I know that I can hear people already saying like Metro Dread came out or was revealed at E3 and was released in October. That's fine. This is obviously going to be a game on a much bigger scale than that. Um, so I think that I think that uh, Holiday is probably going to be the intended release. But that's a short, you know, that's a short window for for this game. Now, ask yourself this. Ask yourself this question al and i know that nobody wants to talk about this and i know that this sucks but covid is clearly not done with us you know it's it's mutating and and turning into different things ask yourself what seems more likely that this game comes out exactly as intended and releases exactly as intended or that a combination of covid and just every zelda game ever has gotten delayed happens and this game is pushed back to 2023 I'm not going to say it's likely, but I'm not going to say it's impossible either. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that could very well happen and leave 2022 without Breath of the Wild 2. Because let's look at 2022. This year is, like, stacked. This, this my God, there's so many games coming out this yep. year. It's, like, it's absolutely crazy. Like, there's almost too many games coming out this year. you got Splatoon. You've got Pokemon. You've got, uh, like, just go down the list, right? So, like... I don't know. I think that uh, I'm not going to say it's likely that it misses 2022, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I think so I'm yeah, there's my theory. So back to my original question, what do you do for Zelda if not Breath of the Wild 2? And I think the answer is nothing. So I think that this <laughs> has the potential to be like maybe not the best year that we've ever seen. Other than the fact that like I think that we know for sure that we're going to get the title, get the premise, get the story, and maybe that will be enough. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I would be a little bit surprised. Like, I not in like I wouldn't be like totally shocked because it has happened before. It's not so far out of the realm of possibility. But I think I would be a little bit surprised because if you really, really think about it, yes, COVID happened, but there was two years of silence on that game, which means there was two years that whether not maybe it wasn't twenty four seven, um service to that game but they were still working on it for two years you know what i mean so i i just i don't think that they would come out two years after the initial teaser and say hey this game is coming out in 2022 unless they were prepared especially after the whole, as many times as breath of the wild was delayed so i feel like i feel like they've got a plan and i th i'm 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 like 90 percent certain that this game is coming out this year now, if it doesn't, oh, okay. if it doesn't, and that's possible, I I mean, I'll eat my words, but if it doesn't, I think that they have backup plans still because that's what they did for 2021. They had backups. They had other content that they could give us. And I think that they have, they, they, it sounds like they listened to the audience and their fan base. You know, we wanted Skyward Sword HD and they gave it to us. So I think they listened to us and I think that they have ideas in their back pocket just in case. Are we going to get a ton of content if Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't come out? No, but I think they'll have at least something. Well, we will we will see. I think that if they if they don't if they don't ship Breath of the Wild 2 this year, I mean they got to give us something cool, at least for Nintendo Switch Online, right? Or, like, yeah. something. That's what I'm thinking, so. is it'll be another port. I'm sure they have been working on other port projects, because they have been since uh, Wind Waker HD came out. Or, actually, Ocarina of Time uh, 3D came out first. So, they, they understand that we like these games ported and remade and done up all pretty. They know we like that. They know we buy it. Even though we complain about it, we buy it. So, they have other games they can work on. 
I'm just saying. Well, we will see, but I, I'm just telling you, and I hate to, I hate to sound like the Grinch of 2022 here, Al, <laughs> but I'm just saying I, I could see this game not shipping in 2022. I, I you know, the set of circumstances that will lead to that seem very plausible to me. So I'm just, I'm just kind of bracing myself for that. But I, I feel a hundred percent sure at least, at least that we'll get the subtitle for this godforsaken game. So we can stop calling it Breath of the Wild 2, which is all I want. I just want to stop calling it that. So Andy, we made a bet for E3 last year about whether it would show up at E3. Should we make our 2022 bet be about whether it ships this year? Uh, how about this? How about we do something that we can, uh, cash in a winner on a little bit sooner? We can do that bet, but let's make a bet, Allison Aletha, on if, <laughs> if, if Breath of the Wild 2 shows up in the February Direct. Are you ready for that bet? Or February, March Direct, whatever one, whatever, it, whenever it is. Yeah, whenever it is, uh, like, basically before E3. Let's say that. You're saying it yeah. comes in E3, I'm saying it comes before. Yeah, I, I I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that we're calling this bad boy Breath of the Wild 2 until at least E3. <laughs> that's not what I'm betting. <laughs> I I that's what I'm betting. That's that's my team that we we're going to get the we're going to the big reveal at E3. I just think we're going to get more content on it in the next direct that we're getting. But. Well, yeah, so you so your position for the next direct is that we're going to get the title and just like a teaser trailer, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that bet. I'll bet against you. Okay. What do you want to bet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna lose again, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't know either. But if you if you have an idea, we'll uh, let, let us know. We'll let the Discord group figure it out. They're gonna tell you to eat your hat. No, they're gonna tell. I don't even want to say what I was about to say because then they're gonna <laughs> actually make me do it. I'd rather eat my hat than do what I was about to suggest. <laughs> ay, ay. All right. It's well, up to the we, Discord group. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I don't know. I, I just have a, I have a feeling. But you know, like I said, at least we're going to know at some point this year the name for this game and the premise for this game. And that's probably good enough, I feel like. Even if we have to wait a little bit longer for it. There, Like I said, there is a stupid amount of video games coming out mm -hmm. in, uh, in 2022. Maybe really, 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 really quickly before we sign off too. We should also commemorate the ending of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Because I, I feel like that was a big moment oh, of yeah. 2021 as well. Like, what a journey that, that was. That was so, like, um, I, I'll admit, like, I'm not the biggest uh, Smash Bros. fan. And some of the reveals I didn't get. But I feel like that ending reveal, that's, what, that's like the energy they should have had for the Age of Calamity DLC. That energy was so... Like, that's like no way home energy because people were anticipating Sora for years, years, and then they finally got him, and I just think that's yeah. really cool. I watched No Way Home, Al. Oh, yeah? Pretty good. I'm yeah, still not, I, I still won't spoil it, but I, I think it's worth... Oh, of course not. I, it's like the highest grossing Sony movie now. It made the billion mark in 12 days. I think it deserves every penny. Yeah, I... I think my movie of the, I mean, no surprise here. My movie of the year was The Matrix. Even though everybody was kind of dumping on it, I, I loved it. But after uh, after we watched Spider-Man, the first thing that Sam said to me was like, well, I like that better than The Matrix. Oh, and I was like, yep. Yes! <laughs> yep, that's, that's about what I expected. So. Awesome. There we go. Well, the first show of 2022 is, is in the books. How do you feel, Al? You're... You ready for this conquering new year of Zelda? Um, I am ready to have more uh, actual Zelda news to talk, to talk about. <laughs> I love um, doing our definitive rankings, but come on, Nintendo. Let's go. Yeah, let's absolutely go. Uh, okay, so I want to remind everybody again that next week we are doing fan Q&A. Give us a Zelda question. We'll answer it. Give us a prediction about 2022. We'll chime in. Give us your thoughts, and uh, we'll make you part of the conversation. And uh, man, we got some cool stuff coming in the future here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a list of ideas that we have to uh, to get us kicked off for the year. Um, Prince er, Princess Mononoke is going yes. to be on the docket here coming up soon, and I'm we're gonna analyze that, that movie. Al has never seen that movie. Is that correct? Yeah, never, seen, never it? seen it. So I'm gonna watch it with my sister because, like I said earlier this year, we've been tiptoeing into those movies because we never seen oh. any of them. 
So yeah, we're we're gonna watch it. So we're gonna excited. analyze it, and man, I think you're gonna be stunned, Al, at how many similarities you see to Breath of the Wild two in Princess Mononoke. Let's do it. And maybe we can even predict where some of the story is going to go in Breath of the Wild 2 based off this movie. So that's going to be coming up uh, in a couple weeks. We're going to be pitching you a game called Hyrule Kart, and we're going to talk racers, we're going to talk tracks, we're going to talk (laughs) items. It's going to be a fun, silly time, and uh, we're going to have a good time doing that. We're going to review Pokemon Breath of the Wild Arceus uh, when that game comes out, or maybe a week or so after that game comes out. Uh, Lots of different uh, regional Pokemon there to be had. Looks very Breath of the Wild-esque. Before anyone asks, we will not be reviewing the Kirby Breath of the Wild game, so don't even think about that. Uh, we're going to be we're gonna be doing a reverse take on the All-Star Dungeon concept that we did a few weeks ago, and we're going to be giving you the bottom of the barrel, the worst, <laughs> the dregs of the uh, Zelda dungeon. So the worst ice dungeon, the worst sand dungeon, the uh, down the list. And um, eventually... You know, of course, we'll we'll do some reactions to a Nintendo Direct if that uh, happens as well. But for your Valentine's Day pleasure, we will be ranking the best and worst Zelda romances in the series. So lots of really fun content coming up uh, down the pipe here. So I'm excited for this year. It's going to be fun. Uh, one more time, get your questions in. Head over to Facebook. Head over to Twitter. Head over to Discord. Let us, uh, let us pick your guys' theories apart and answer your questions. That'll be a lot of fun. Lots of good stuff for 2022 to come. Yes. I'm excited. So, yeah. Here we go. Al's had enough. She still doesn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, that's our cue to get out of here. So, let's let's hit it uh, one last or one first time for 2022. Check us out over on Twitter. Uh, I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And we are over on Podbean, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Pods, wherever you get your podcast, Go like and subscribe. Tell that Zelda fan in your life where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, this is going to be an exciting year up ahead. Take care. <laughs>